0: This podcast does not replace the need for consultation with a licensed professional and no information should be relied upon unless you have obtained specific advice or treatment from myself or another physician. Please review the terms and conditions located at www.weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca before continuing. Welcome to episode 148 of the Weight Solutions for Physicians podcast. I'm your host, Siobhan Key. Thank you so much for joining me. I have an exciting little uh, series of podcast episodes for you. Uh, I am releasing what I'm going to call the Kickstart series. It's going to be a series of podcast episodes. We're throwing in some bonuses, so you'll get episodes a little more than once a week over the next couple weeks. And what these are, are live recordings of me teaching inside the weight loss Kickstart challenge that I've been running over the past 10 days. Uh, And, I've been covering so much information in these live sessions that I think it would be really good to share it with you guys, my podcast listeners. Now, even if you've been in the challenge and you've been listening to these live sessions, I encourage you to still listen to these podcast episodes. What you'll find is when you listen through a second time, you will take away different things. You will learn new things, different things will stand out. It's well worth your time listening twice. So don't just think that because you were there, or you watched live or you've watched the replay that these episodes aren't for you. I encourage you to listen again and see what else you can take away. See what else stands out for you. All right. Today's episode is an introduction to the kickstart process. Uh, it's talking about why I use this approach, where this approach came from and giving you some tips about how to get started with this approach, uh, which I think was really good. Now, before we get into this, I just want you to know that the doors to stress eating SOS are opening soon. This is going to be released on September 8th. The doors will be opening on September 11th. That's a Saturday this year, Uh, and they're only going to be open for five days. So if you are thinking that you might want more help with your eating, if you like the approach I'm talking about in this episode, then make sure you head over and get onto the invitation list, onto the wait list for stress eating SOS. There's no obligation, but what this does is it puts you at the front of the line. So you'll be the first to hear when the door is open, as well as you can get access to some extra bonuses. So the website you go to is weight solutions for forward slash SOS. That's weight solution, sorry, weight solutions for Forward slash SOS to get on the invitation list. Doors are going to open on September 11th. If you follow that link after September 11th, you'll go to the full registration page. But remember, if you're thinking about it, if you've been listening to me and thinking, I really like her approach, it'd be nice to have more help. This is the last time this group's going to be offered in 2021. And registration is only open for five days this time. Uh, So you need to start thinking about it now and just make a plan. Of joining us as soon as we open the doors. I can't wait to meet you. I can't wait to help you with your eating, your weight. I can't wait to act as your coach and guide you through some of these transformations that I know are possible for you. But you got to get on that invitation list first. So that's weight forward slash SOS. All right, let's get to the content. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the weight loss uh, kickstart challenge. Uh, Like I said, I have been planning this for quite some time, uh, thinking about, okay, how, what could I do to help you guys get going in the best way possible? Um, And that's what this uh, challenge was born of. I'm in a slightly different situation. You can see behind me, it's not usually where you see me doing my videos if you've watched my stuff before, but we have somebody doing some work. For radon in our basement where I usually work. So if there is a bit of banging and stuff, uh, I apologize. It's just uh, part of the part of life (laughs) when you're scheduling stuff. It's hard to keep everything straight. Okay, so first, I just, like I said, I want to welcome you and say how excited I am that you're here and that you chose to join this challenge and that um, you're in the right place. No matter what you are struggling with, uh, if you're struggling with your eating, if you're struggling with weight, no matter what, you're in the right place. And what this challenge is about is it's about doing this differently. It's about doing weight loss in a way that's actually kind. And we're going to talk more about that, but a way that you enjoy, that it feels good in your life, because then that's what makes it sustainable. Opposed to you, that one of the biggest mistakes we make and that we've been taught to make in weight loss is to focus only on the food, to focus only on the diet and think, okay, where's the diet that's going to work for me? And the reality is there is no diet, that's probably going to work for you long term on its own. And as physicians, we know that because we know that diets don't work. We've, we know the evidence that lasting weight loss with a dietary invention is, or sorry, invention intervention is pretty low. And we also have that personal experience with ourselves. We have that personal experience with our patients that just focusing on a diet doesn't really work. So then the question is, what else What would work? What is a better way? And the answer is you need to look beyond just the diet. You need to look at what else is going on. So if it was as simple as just having a diet and following it, uh, it would just be that you would get told what to eat, you would follow it, and it would be no big issue. Now type in the chat if that works for you. (laughs) but you just get told the diet and then off you go. And I would bet almost none of us does that actually work because if it worked, you probably wouldn't be here. And it definitely didn't work for me. I could have an idea of a diet in my mind, but definitely couldn't follow it consistently. I can follow it for short periods of time. And then things like, you know, your stressful day being on call, you know, not having time to pack up lunch, all those things would suddenly throw me off and I wouldn't be able to continue following it. So the answer is we have to look deeper. Yes, if you want to lose weight, you need to have an idea of how you're going to eat. But in this challenge, what I'm going to encourage you to do is design that for yourself. Take all of the information that you've learned in medicine and just your own experiences with eating and design. Okay, what do I think will actually work? And we're going to talk about that in one of the other sessions in more detail. But you start with how you want to eat, but then you work on all the different reasons why it can feel hard to actually do that consistently. So for any of you joining, I just wanted to introduce myself and tell you kind of a bit of my background so you know where I'm coming from and and why I do this work and why I'm so passionate about helping physicians with with weight and with things like stress and binge eating. But first, I wanted to do a couple of housekeeping uh, things just so you know, kind of make sure everybody's on the right page and getting all they can out of this challenge. So first of all, um, there's the Facebook group. Now, the Facebook group is physician only. I know there are some people signed up in the challenge that are not physicians, that's totally fine. You're still going to get lots of benefit from it, but in order to join the Facebook group, you really do have to be a physician. You also do have to answer the questions. When you request to join, there's questions because we are going through and confirming that we can confirm that each person is a physician. So if you have tried to join and you got declined, what that would mean is we weren't able to confirm you're a physician. If you're a physician, you can try again and put more information in those questions Or send us an email. The Facebook group is going to be where all of the uh, support and the community happens. And I know that probably a lot of you sitting here watching this feel kind of like maybe you're not sure if you want community and weight loss because for some reason we as physicians really hold on to doing this on our own. And I can tell you, I've been doing this work for a long time. I started coaching physicians one-on-one. So it really was just private because I thought that's probably what physicians wanted. I've shifted to just doing group coaching because the community aspect is so powerful. It really does create change. It helps shift and make changes that otherwise aren't possible simply by knowing that you are not alone. Simply by knowing that there's other people dealing with the same stuff, it releases that isolation, it releases that shame. So the Facebook group is a really important part of this challenge. If you haven't joined yet, join. And we're going to be doing fun things in the Facebook group. We're going to be doing some giveaways uh, in the Facebook group that you can only access there. Uh, So come join so you have access to to those. Right now, the giveaway is that um, there's a bring a friend giveaway. And this is like a big prize. If you bring a friend, and the reason why I did this is because, like I said, I know that community matters. So the more we build this community to be the strongest, the most supportive, the most positive, the better, Plus, I also know there's a lot of physicians out there who won't know this challenge is happening and yet need this help, would really benefit from being here and joining us. And so if you know of any physicians that are like that, that are working on their weight that you think would enjoy this challenge, invite them in, then post in the Facebook group, there's an announcement post for the giveaway uh, and tag their name. And then what you both will be entered to win is a grand prize. So you'll be both be entered to win. Uh, 50% discount on my September group of stress eating SOS, which is my three month physician only coaching program. But you also then get a custom mug, which hold on, I, I was going to down in the basement. I've got my one that I use regularly, but uh, this is another of my normal spot. The custom mugs look like this. Um, and they've got, I designed them very specifically. They've got the word believe on them. Uh, because I want this to be something that you use on a regular basis. I want it to be something you use every day. And I want it to remind you of one of the most important things, which is honestly, if you can go through every day, believing that you can do this, you will 100% do this. And we'll talk about this in the challenge, but the ch- the lack of belief that we've kind of been trained to have in weight loss is one of the biggest stumbling blocks. And that's why I made these mugs is to say believe, to remind you every time you use it, every time you pick it up for coffee or water or whatever you're using it for, just believe. It's all you have to do. Even in the tough times, even when it feels like everything's going wrong, when it feels like you've eaten way off plan or whatever is bothering you if you can just come back to that word of believe believe that you're figuring it out believe that you can do this believe that you will do this that's what's going to get you there that that it sounds so simple and yet it is 100 true it starts with Believe, and that's why I made these mugs. So you you would each win a mug, and then you would each win a Lululemon gift certificate. So super exciting. That's a, a big giveaway that's going on now. Uh, also, though, in the next few days, over the next three days, there's posts with some of the homework from the emails to answer some of the questions. If you head over to the Facebook group and you post over the next three days, then you'll be entered to win a giveaway for some of these mugs that I just showed you. So lots of fun stuff going on in the Facebook group. Make sure you join, make sure you answer the questions so we can actually let you in. The other piece of it is the online course. So this is open to anybody. You don't have to be a physician. You would have gotten an email from Weight Solutions for Physicians uh, when you joined with your login information. In that course, there's extra videos, there's a workbook, and specifically in the workbook, there's dashboard pages. They're the beginning of the workbook I designed those pages to get you just really honed in and focused on what you're doing, what you're changing in this challenge. Now, we have 10 days together. Of course, you're probably not going to reach your weight loss goals in 10 days. What I've designed it to do is to start making manageable, doable changes that will have impact and ripple effects. So it's not about you need to start like a huge diet today. What it's about on those dashboard pages is you choose One out of four options of what you're going to focus on this week for eating. You can choose that you want to trim out certain foods if if you think that's going to be helpful for you. You can focus on waiting to eat until you're hungry, or you can focus on uh, paying attention and stopping eating when you're satisfied or reducing snacking. So you pick one of those goals and focus just on that. We'll talk more about this in the challenge, but as physicians in particular, Lee, we um, really get in our own way by thinking everything needs to change at once. And then it's hard to start because changing everything is hard. That's a big challenge. So what we want to focus on is just what is actually doable. What is simple enough that we're like, okay, I know I can do that this week. That's no problem because this is about building momentum and it's about empowering you and it's about building that belief for you, that you can actually do this, that it can be different. That's what I want you to focus on this week. As you go through this course, or through this challenge, make sure you make time to watch these live videos. I know some of you will be watching this, but the replay, which is fantastic. Of course, you're probably not going to make it to all of them live, but that's okay. The replays are going to be available, but take time to actually watch the live content. You took, you made a step by joining this challenge. And so give yourself the benefit of actually doing and and making use of the content that's available. The replays are going to be available, but only for a limited time. Um, and so just make sure that you're making use of them. Listen on your drive. That would be what I often do. Listen when you go for a walk, whatever works for you to get it fit in, but focus on um, just taking the time to just do that. And that'll make a huge difference. Oh, I got a kid in the background getting uh, their after-school supplies. How after-school? Or back to school. Okay, so let's uh, talk about, um, I'll give you a little bit of my history, uh, and then we're going to get going into what we're going to focus on and a little exercise for this morning. So my history is that I am a family physician and an obesity medicine physician. Um and I actually came into the obesity medicine in an effort to figure out my own weight. So during medical school and during residency I developed a lot of eating habits that just weren't healthy. Um and I couldn't figure them out. I you know went through my early years of uh practice, uh, had my kids and knew that the way I was eating did not match with how I You know, pictured good health would be how I wanted to encourage my patients to eat. It it just didn't sync up, but I couldn't figure out how to change it. And I spent so many years trying to figure it out. Does this sound like any of you? Type in the chat or in the comments on Facebook if you relate with this. If you just put so much work in and you can't figure it out, and you sit there and think, okay, I'm a doctor, why can't I figure this out? Um, that's totally where I was. I, you know, I knew too that I would likely be getting diabetes at some point in my life if I kept going the route I was because I, I knew I had insulin resistance. I had gestational diabetes in both of my pregnancies and yet I couldn't stop. And so the obesity medicine training really did help. It started to get me some of the scientific knowledge that was helpful. Um, and that's when I started my weight management program. I started helping people with weight and, What I saw both in the people I was working with and in myself is having the knowledge helped, knowing what to eat helped. So at that time, I had switched over to a lower carb approach that helped. But it wasn't a full answer. Because myself and the people I was working with in my weight management program could know what to eat, but they couldn't always do that. I couldn't always do that. I knew low carb made sense. I knew it felt good in my body when I was doing it consistently. I knew it worked for my body. And yet there were times where I was eating the junk food and the carbs. So that's what led me to find other answers. Um, I really do believe a big thing that got me to my weight loss is having a belief that I was figuring it out and I would keep figuring it out no matter what happened. And if you want to borrow that belief, it can be very powerful that you're just figuring it out no matter what you're going to do, whatever it takes to figure it out. So. Um, I ended up finding the life coaching tools. Um, and that combination with the scientific knowledge I already had gave me the answers of why am I eating the way I am? Because it had nothing to do with food. All the times where I sat there struggling with uh, just trying not to eat the food or beating myself up for the food I'd eaten. And I thought it was about the food. It never was about the food. It was about other stuff. It was about my complete lack of self-care that I was doing everything for everybody else. I was, you know, keeping up with the practice for my practice partners. I was doing the call. I was, you know, running home to try to be a great mom to my young kids. And I was exhausted. There was no time in those days that were for me to do anything to replenish me. That was one of my biggest issues. And once I started managing that along with other things then that's when the food stuff started to change. And if you're really struggling with food, I can tell you it is probably very little to do with the food. And that's where taking where a diet doesn't work because a diet just changes the food. But if the if you're changing just the food and it was never about the food, then it's probably not going to be successful. What we want to do is, yes, change the food, but then look at all the different reasons why it might be hard to follow that approach. All right, type in the chat if you're like, if if you feel this and and if you've been there with what I'm describing. (coughs) So ultimately, I found the life coaching tools and I found the combination of understanding why I was eating when I was eating really made a difference, really made the change where I started to develop confidence that it wasn't just about following a diet. It wasn't just about hanging on for dear life with willpower. It was actually truly changing things at a foundational level that then impacted all my food cravings. And that's what I now do um, every single day is help people with that approach. And the reason I started Weight Solutions for Physicians, my coaching business, is because I know as physicians, we're actually fairly isolated from getting help like this. As physicians, it's very hard to reach out and ask for weight loss help, especially if you're in a small community. That was me. I would go to Weight Watchers meetings, but I would never, ever say anything um, because there could be patients in the room. (laughs) There could be people that knew me, and I thought I was supposed to know this already. But of course, we know that it doesn't, um, we don't know this. Medical school didn't teach us this. And so I think it's really important as physicians that we have access to safe help we have access to help where people understand what it actually is like to be a physician understand the impacts of being on call the impacts of you know balancing all the different roles that we balance and how do you problem solve around it because it's so much more than just here's a diet stick to it that's not really helpful <laughs> anybody's had that somebody tell them it's okay just follow the diet i remember i hired a a coach, different style of coaching than what I do way back when. And I asked her specifically, I want you to help me understand why my brain is so obsessed with these French fries. For me, it was Wendy's French fries that just like was the, had so much power over me back then. And what the advice she ultimately gave me was just don't eat them. (laughs) Like you want them. And I was like, well, if I knew how to do that, I would have done it. It's, It's not as simple as that. And it isn't. You have to understand so much more other than just saying no. Because if you're just saying no, don't eat it, you're using willpower. And willpower is never sustainable. Okay, so that's my story. That's where I'm at. So ultimately, I lost 55 pounds. I've kept it off for years. And it's different. It's that I have a confidence now that it's not coming back. I don't have to... You know how when you lose weight, you're always looking around your shoulder for it to come back? I don't have to feel that way anymore because I know even if the weight were to creep up and in COVID, I had a back injury, different things do impact my weight and it does come up. I see some old eating habits come back, but I'm able to then problem solve it. And that's the difference. I'm able to be like, oh, okay, I just need to focus on this. And guess what? When I'm problem solving, if my eating habits are starting to shift and change back to older ways and stuff, the big thing is I don't focus on the food. What I've learned over these years is when I want to get back on track, I don't focus on, okay, just start eating this. That's not what needs to happen. It goes back to, okay, well, for me, what it is, is I go back to journaling. Okay, just start journaling. And I, I call this, in my mind, getting my head on straight. I get my head on straight, and then the eating falls in line. And so that's where the workbook and the courses and why I, I often talk about writing stuff down because I really do believe writing stuff down has a different power. It has a different uh, impact. It's far more concrete than when we're just trying to think things through. So that's my story. Um, So that you guys know who I am and what I'm about and why you're here, why I'm doing this. I know often when people offer free stuff, there's often that question of like, why are you doing this? Um, I do. This is a free challenge, of course. I do have a coaching course that I mentioned before. It's called Stress Eating SOS. Uh, it, it's open in September for registration for the fall group. Uh, and as you go through this, uh, challenge, if this is really helping you and you really like this approach, stress eating SOS would be the logical next step. If you really want to get help with this, I can totally help. Um, and if you want more information, I'm happy to give you information about that. Okay. Let's talk about why physicians struggle with eating and weight. Like, what is it that makes it hard as a physician? to stick to our healthy eating. And the way I think about it is this, I think there's sort of three different aspects. Number one, we are super busy. I think we all know that. <laughs> even as a physician, I would say even when we think we're not busy, we probably are busy. When you actually look at kind of volume of work we pack in and amount of hours, plus as physicians too, I, we, when we're thinking about how much we work, we often don't look at the time we spent doing paperwork. Um, we're busy. As physicians, then we're also when you add in the other roles that we play—the you know being a parent, um, being a spouse, doing things in your community, what other uh, what other roles you play, administration roles within medicine—it all adds up to a lot. So we're busy, um, and it can feel very hard to find time to focus on weight loss and eating healthy. I totally get that. The other unique aspect to being a physician is we are actually trained to put our emotions aside so if you remember in medical school being taught don't cry around patients but really just all of our training we are taught to be in like high adrenaline situations and highly emotionally charged situations and have a minimal emotional response i always think back to when i used to work in the emergency department you know, you would have to run a code, highly, highly adrenaline, like, you know, code trauma or uh, a regular code. You'd be running it. And regardless of the outcome of that, you would then have to move on and not only move on, but you'd have to try and like catch up because the time you spent in the code was, uh, you know, charts were piling up. Um, And so you'd have to try and get there and, and catch up. And for those Patients that are you're following up, they don't know what just happened. And so you have to just kind of, you know, push it down, move on. Now that's an extreme example, but it happens to us throughout our day. If you picture like I'm a family physician, so you know, through the day I might be doing well baby checks, those are happy and great, prenatals, those are great. But then talking about cancer, talking about end of life with people, talking about somebody's marriage dissolving, like all that stuff. And then the next room I have to be back to the happy baby. And so it's a skill we've been taught where we take our emotions and we push them down. The problem with emotions is they never fully go away. So we're pushing it down, pushing it down, keeping it together during the day. We're very good at this. But then what often happens is later on in the day, those emotions need to be processed. So if you've ever had where you're going through your day at work, you're like, I can eat okay when I'm at work. I don't have all the cravings, but then the moment I either get in the car to drive home or the moment I walk in the house or the kids are in bed, everybody's different on when this happens, then all the food cravings start happening. Well, that's, the, that's those emotions. Often what triggers the eating later in the day doesn't actually have much to do with what's going on later in the day. It's this accumulated stress uh, that we've just pushed down, pushed down, keep moving, keep moving throughout the day. That then is what triggers and what our brains are always looking for is they want to do things as easily as possible. They want to avoid pain and they want to seek pleasure. So if you think about it, you come home after a day at the office where you've dealt with some emotionally charged stuff. You've been behind, you've been running, you didn't eat lunch because you're trying to get your paperwork done. You had to run to a meeting after the office, right? Like all that stuff. That's just very routine. It, it creates stress at each level. And then what happens is you get home and your brain is like, there's this discomfort, this stress we've been dealing with all day. We need to make it feel better, but we don't have energy. We, we want to do it as easily as possible. We want to do it in the simplest way. And so, of course, food fills that um, description. Food gives us dopamine, it gives us pleasure. Uh, especially more processed food, sugar-containing food. And so our brains think that that's the solution. What I really want you guys to think about over this challenge is that that's not actually the solution. It's momentary relief. But if you've ever you know, had something sweet in the evening, you're know, like, I just need a break. I just need a treat. It's been a busy day, all that stuff. And you eat it and then you're like, oh, now I want something else. It's because the sweet thing didn't actually fix underlying issue, the urge to eat and the eating was a symptom of something else going on through the day. So to find that lasting relief, we need to look deeper and actually fix the underlying issues. The third thing, so we've talked about busy schedules, pushing down our feelings. The third reason why it's hard to lose weight as a physician is the caregiver mindset. And I talked about this in my own story is that we're taught to put everybody else above us. We're taught that, you know, the patients always come first. We will give up basic human (laughs) needs in order to care for patients. And that's, we do it because we like it, right? Or or we did at one point, depending on where you are in your career, you are not still like it. But, you know, we will not go to the washroom because there's patients still to be seen. We will, you know, get up out of bed or not sleep at all because there's patients that need us. We will stay at work and not see our family for long stretches of time because there's patients that need us and then it also goes to the family stuff where then we put our family's needs ahead of ours because often there's the guilt that we've been at work for long periods of time and haven't seen the family and we feel we have to make up for it and what this ends up happening is that we are at the bottom of that list and we probably never get to ourselves and that was 100 true for me for a lot of years um and so What this is based on, this like we can't give ourselves time because everybody else needs us and we feel guilty then if we take time for ourselves, is it's based on this misconception that taking time for ourselves takes away from other people in our life. That if we take time to do something for ourselves, other people are going to suffer. And that isn't actually true. If we take time to do stuff for ourselves, if we take time to do replenishing activities, I did a a podcast episode on this a few weeks ago, um, talking about filling your bucket. I think it would be a really good one if this is resonating with you. Um, And that's the Weight Solutions for Physicians podcast, if you haven't listened to it before. But when we take the time to do activities that actually replenish us, it creates more of us to go around. We are not a finite resource. Our time is a finite resource, but we, our energy, our love, that makes us, we are not finite. And the more we replenish ourselves, the more of us there is to go around. We show up better. If we take that little bit to ourselves and then we, you know, get back to our family, we're probably showing up in a different way to our family. We're showing up more as the person that we want to be in that role. Um, and there's more of us to go around to them. Not to mention it's really good role modeling. If you're wanting to role model, if you think about what you want your kids to do when they grow up, do you want them to overwork and not take time for themselves? Probably not, right? And so if we role model, you know what, you are really important to me, but it's also really important that I have this little bit of time to to do what helps me, it's gonna they're gonna pick up on that. And hopefully as they become adults, they won't take on these habits that we've all taken on. All right. Which one do you think when you out of those three things, busy schedules, the pushing down feelings and keeping going, the caregiver mindset, which one do you think actually like describes you the best? Um, Type it into the chat, either in the Facebook or in the um, uh, in the Zoom link. What one describes you the best? Which one do you think you struggle with the most? yeah busy schedule all three yeah busy yeah and you know so these are the things to just notice because really if we're talking about what is the foundational causes of the overeating when it's not about the food it's um these are the really the core things that can make a huge difference to your eating if we start addressing these and what's really interesting cuz you may think oh well busy schedule i can't change that you don't have to and we'll talk more about that during these sessions, but if we use our brains and we and we work on our thoughts, when I say using our brains, I mean using your brains as your most powerful tool, working on our thoughts, watching our thoughts throughout the day during the busy schedule, we can completely change our experience of the busy schedule. Um, and that then can impact how stressful it feels, how much emotions you have, and ultimately, uh, you're eating or food cravings that you have. So it's, um, yeah. And the busy through the day now for me, one of my biggest triggers that I had to learn what's the busy. As soon as I started thinking, um, I'm so far behind, I'm not going to get all this work done. I haven't gotten any of my notes done. Um, there's people in the waiting room staring at me. Tell me if that sounds familiar to you guys in the chat. And as soon as I started thinking those, I could feel the stress build, which felt like this tightness in my chest. And my brain would start talking to me about food. And it would be little whispers. It would be like, hey, you know what? Get through this at lunch. We can just sneak out and go get something to eat. Take a break, I think is what it would say to me. You can take a break and go get something to eat, which would mean uh, fast food and french fries in my world. Uh, it would start whispering to me. And what I learned when a big skill is catching that thought cascade, when I start to feel the stress, shifting how I'm thinking about the day, because here's the thing, me thinking I'm so far behind, we're not going to get anything done. It actually becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. And you, you, if you really watch this in yourself, you become less efficient as you go through that. And by noticing the stress, when it hit me here, the tightness I could feel checking in with my thoughts going. what was I just thinking how am I going to think differently the day is not going to change the number of people to see the amount of work to do doesn't change but how can I think about this so I feel better as I go through the same day that made a huge difference that was a really big skill for me to learn okay let's get into a little bit of an exercise for you guys I've talked about this in the email and when when we start losing weight what we usually do is we think, what's going to be the fastest way to do it? What can I kind of, what can I tolerate to get this weight off? And we end up taking actions that we're kind of thinking are going to be short term. Now, I think as physicians, we all know that however you lose weight, you need to follow it long term to keep it off. But that diet mentality that we have when we're starting to lose weight <clears throat> sneaks in, even if it's not fully, Uh, being upfront with you and talking to you about it. But it's like, it's okay. You know what? Just do this now, get the weight moving, and then you can shift to something that you're going to be able to do long-term. That doesn't work. What I want you guys to do is to do a little bit of homework, thinking exercise on this call, and think through how would you want it to be when you're actually at the end of this journey? So if you picture yourself getting to the end of your journey and, uh, you know, having lost your weight, being at your goal, and living a life you actually like, where you're sitting there and you're thinking, you know what, no problem, I can keep this going for forever. This is no big deal to maintain this weight, because I like what I'm eating. Uh, it fits into my schedule. And uh it's just it doesn't take effort for me to do this. And this is what you'll see me talking about throughout this. Challenge is the and in the podcast is the concept of creating a customized, comprehensive approach to your own weight loss, so that you can get there. So you can be at the end thinking, "This is easy. It doesn't take work. I like it. It fits in my life. I have confidence that I'm going to be able to keep doing this for forever." I want you guys to start there. I don't want you to start this challenge just doing stuff because you think you can. Because we can do stuff short term that's hard. We can. You know, do stuff that takes extra energy that we really have to put a lot of focus into short term. Long term, not so much. At some point, we'll lose focus if it's taking a ton of extra energy. So, right now, I want you to put yourself forward. Imagine yourself being in that spot where you've done it, you've lost the weight, you're at whatever goals you have for yourself, you feel good, but you are also living a life you actually like. It's a life that you enjoy. You enjoy the eating that you're doing. You're not feeling really deprived. What would that look like? Type, Think through and then type into the chat what you come up with. Now, if you don't come up with perfect answers, that's totally fine. Asking yourself questions and giving yourself time to let the questions resonate to let your brain process and come up with answers is really important and really, really powerful. If you ask good questions, your brain will give you answers. So if at the beginning your brain's like, I don't know how I would do that. I don't know what that would look like. That's okay. Keep asking it because you will start to come up with answers. So type into the chat as you come up with stuff. What would that look like for you where it just, where you like it, where you, can be confident that you could maintain that lifestyle. Are there things that would be really important for you to include? Are there things that would be important for you to not include? Like where you'd say, no, I wouldn't want that in my life if it was long-term. And that, you know, maybe the things to include would be, and I'm just totally giving you examples, but maybe you're like, you know what? If I was going to really like this way of living, I would need to like, you know, eat birthday cake at my family's birthdays, or I would need to be able to go on a date night once a week uh, with my partner. Think through like, what would it look like? Um, Maybe it would look like, I know I'm really busy, and I don't have a time to prep. So I would need to come up with ways of eating that didn't take a lot of prep, that I could just get on the fly. There's lots of different things that it might look like, but just give yourself that that time to practice and think about yeah confused by the question so it's an imagination question and it's thinking through you know what it's like to start a diet um you know what it's like to kind of follow a diet what you've probably never asked yourself and the fact you're confused is totally fine because it's we've never asked ourselves this is how do you actually want it to end uh, it's not about how you want to start because often we can start things in unsustainable ways. It's about how would you want it to end where you can get to the goals that you've got for yourself and actually keep that lifestyle going because that's what's going to keep the weight off and giving yourself time to imagine what that might look like. Like I said, you may not come up with answers right away because we've never really asked ourselves this for most of us, but what would be important to you? um what would you want your eating to look like or how you feel like and so um yeah so ability to enjoy some desserts not feeling deprived not thinking about food or weight relaxed around food and eating yeah food choices to be easy just yes or no no drama good still enjoy nice meals out have some nice carved out time for exercise have foods that uh, you like that your kids like yeah so you don't have to do multiple meals totally get that and yeah, so it's um just giving yourself permission. And a lot of what's going to come up for you is that if these are going to be your goal, like kind of new goals where you're like, okay, if I want, like I've seen this come up a couple of times, I want to be able to cook like one meal that works for everybody. <laughs> um, then that becomes the goal that you can be like, okay, if I'm choosing meals how can I find ways for it to work for everybody? And this is something that I had to actually um, deal with uh, or figure out for myself because I've got three small kids. My husband and I eat lower carb, but they don't. And so it's been a learning journey to find, okay, how do I actually cook meals without cooking multiple different things that everybody likes? And sometimes it worked. <laughs> sometimes it didn't. But, you know, different ages and stages. Sometimes it felt like, Everything I cooked, they told me I didn't like, but I don't know if that was necessarily my cooking. But it's because I set that as a goal, I need to figure this aspect out. Then again, I was a good question. So my brain would start going, well, what if I did this? What if I did this? Would this work? And it came up with good answers. So all of these things that you guys are thinking about and putting down, I want you to then be like, okay, then that's a skill I just have to figure out. So if you want to feel comfortable around food, then that becomes a skill that you're working on. I'm working on being comfortable around food. And like, for some of you who are saying, I want to, um, you know, be able to enjoy desserts or enjoy things like that. Again, you get to, you'd be like, okay, how would that fit in? If I want to be able to enjoy desserts and also lose weight, what's that going to look like? Maybe the types of desserts change. Like again, because I eat a lower carb approach. If I enjoy a dessert, generally I choose a lower carb dessert. It's rare that I have, full sugar ones but i like them i find ones that i like and and i don't necessarily eat them every day or for a while i think when i was first going low carb i would have like berries with with cream most days because that's what i wanted um and so working on that and figuring out okay what would that look like what would to accomplish both of these goals enjoy dessert on a regular basis and also lose weight how's that going to look another thing if things like that are coming up for you it might be the skill that you are going to want to work on is how do I develop the ability to eat a little bit of dessert and then move on where it doesn't become that little bit of dessert becomes more, becomes more, becomes more. And I feel out of control around the dessert. That can be a really powerful skill to work on, but doing this future exercise um, it just helps you identify what are the skills that you're going to want to work on and what are you aiming for? Because this isn't about what I really love is this isn't about just like getting the weight off and just getting a scale number. This is really about doing it in a way that actually creates a life you love because that I 100% believe that that's what then makes it sustainable. So ask yourself, these two questions might help too when you're doing this future imagination is one is what would you need to do? Like if you're getting to that point, you're lost your weight, you're at whatever goal you want to be at, and you're living this life that you actually really like, what did you do differently this time compared to the other times? That's the first question. What did you do differently? Again, type it into the chat as you come up with the answers. It's good to write stuff down. And then the second question is, what did you let go of to get to that ideal place to that future self where you've gotten to your goals? and things, you're living a life you love. What did you let go of to do that? I love the letting go of questions because as physicians and as overachievers, we often are like, do more, do more, do more to accomplish our goals. Sometimes the most powerful thing can be letting go of things, doing less, less certain thoughts, less beating yourself up. That would be a big one I would suggest letting go of. and we can talk more about that. But doing less in a busy schedule is easier to do. Letting go of things is easier when you feel like you don't have time. If all you have to do is focus on letting go of something, that can make it way more manageable. What are you guys coming up with? What did you do more of? Maybe it was like more self care. If I'm using the examples of myself that I've shared today, that was a big one more self care. And I can tell you, just as an example, that didn't mean I suddenly took hours to myself because I didn't have that. Where it started, when I hired my very first life coach, who I credit to getting me out of burnout and helping me actually realize there could be a different way. Um, the, one of the first goals I made with him, because I was so overwhelmed at that point in my life, was at lunchtime in the office, I would get up and I would leave the office for a 5 or 10-minute walk. Even if, even if there was paperwork to be done, even if, you know, I hadn't done my notes from the morning, you know, all that stuff, the reasons why we don't give ourselves a break, I would get up and I would walk away from the office for five to 10 minutes. That made a huge difference. And that's really what started to tell me it doesn't have to be big change and small little changes can have big ripple effects because then my afternoon would be more efficient. I would feel better. I would feel better when I got home to the kids. I didn't feel quite so overwhelmed. And that's what started to shift. It was like a five or 10 minute self-care. So when you're thinking about what do you need to do to reach that future version of yourself, it may not be as big as what you think. It can be small things that fit into your schedule. So more physical activity, sleep and self-care. Yeah, I think those are great, uh, great um, goals to focus on. Sleep is huge for weight, both from like a mental side but also a physiological side when you're wanting to lose weight, getting adequate sleep is really important. Um, And as doctors, obviously there's some things in our schedules that we can't control with sleep, but protecting it on the days where you can control your schedule can be really powerful. All right, less wasted time on the phone, more priority on sleep. Yeah, and you know what's interesting about the phone stuff is it feels like a break right? Like when you're on your phone, your brain's like, oh, I'm just going to check out here for a bit and have a break. Pay attention to how you feel once you get off the phone. Do you actually feel better? I always talk about replenishing versus depleting activities. I think of being on the phone is potentially depleting. I know for myself, if I'm on like Facebook a bunch, I come off it a little more anxious than when I started. Uh, Netflix and other things on the phone might be like a pause button like they don't it's a break but it doesn't leave you better off than when you started you don't actually feel more restored or rested and so paying attention to those things and being like hmm, what does this do for me do I feel better or is it a bit of a false kind of red herring of a break and is there a different type of break that would actually leave me better off so in the evenings once kids are bad instead of Netflix and labs and charts do yoga easy walk. Yeah and you know what even if you did a small amount of yoga, like 10 minutes of yoga and a 10 minute walk. So 20 minutes out of your evening. And then did the charts, like, again, that might be enough to change your whole experience of the evening. And you may be far more efficient when you actually try to get that paperwork done. Inside stress eating SOS I get Sarah Smith to come coach, do guest coaching on charting and getting notes done. So that you're not actually doing it in the evening because this is a huge driver. Like you know, you have the day's worth of notes and it's so easy to snack or drink extra wine to try and get through it. And it takes your evenings away. And so it's really useful. Um, The summit, and I posted that in the Facebook group. Uh, If you missed it, I think if you register, you can still get the replay. Sarah Smith talked about it. That was a summit that we did yesterday. Um, if you want a little information about getting charts and notes done because it's so, so important. Okay, last little exercise that we'll do today is I want you to just take a moment to think about why. Why are you here? And why are you wanting to do this? Why are you wanting to lose weight, change your eating, change your habits, whatever it is that you're wanting to focus on? What's your why? And think through, see what you come up with. Now again, when we're thinking about asking yourself good questions, asking yourself about your why is, and really coming up with good whys, it's a good question to just keep asking over and over, but why, but why is this important? Why do I want to do this? And what you're looking for is you want to find the whys that hit you here where you're like, when you find them and you're like, ah, that's what I want for myself. And they, you almost feel fired up about it. Those whys are going to make a, uh, bigger difference to you. Um, And so to feel good for yourself, and what would that look like? How would feeling good for yourself look? How would you know you're there? This is the next level question when you're thinking about the whys is, how would I know I got that? And why you can do this multiple levels. So you can say, why do I want to feel good for myself? And sometimes if you ask that multiple times, you start to get the like, hitting here type whys. And then once you have these whys, then write them down, um, put them somewhere, post them, make a little graphic and put it on your phone. So every time you look at your phone, you've got a little graphic that reminds you, it, it doesn't even have to actually have the words. You can have a picture that then you just link in your brain to the words. I'm doing this, doing it for this. That works if you don't want like the words on your phone, but put sticky notes around, put... Uh, little reminders wherever you can about why you want to do this. Yeah, I'm so tired of keeping everyone else first. I want to do something for myself. Yeah, I love that. And I think it's so true. Doing something for yourself, making yourself feel good before you help others. Ultimately, you're going to be, you know, you're going to help people more, I think, when you do that for yourself. But you'll actually do it from a place where you feel good instead of always feeling like everybody's got demands on you and and pulling pulling you in all different directions. I love that. What other whys have you guys come up with? Put them into the chat or in the comments on Facebook. And then any questions? So for what we've talked about today, so today's homework is you want to think about where do you want to go with this? And how can we start creating from here? We want to create that lifestyle that you think you're going to be able to maintain at the end. Um, And so where can we, where do we want to go from here? Think about that. Don't think about, I just want to lose weight. So I'll just do whatever it takes, because that's not going to get you the life you actually want to live. We are about creating the life you want to live while also losing weight, treating yourself well, eating healthy. And then the second piece of homework is thinking... Why do you want to do this? Coming up with a why that really resonates. It doesn't matter what it sounds like. Nobody else has to know your why. Sometimes we judge ourselves for our why. Like I'll hear people say, well, it's, uh, it's a bit superficial. It doesn't matter. If it resonates, if it hits you, that's great. I feel good in my body, comfortable in my clothes. Yeah. And if that's what you're like, that's what I want for myself. For me, at one point, my why was, I just don't want to be controlled by this anymore. I'm just so tired of being controlled by this food. And that worked really well for me for a long time. That brings up the other piece about the whys is that you, we're going to come up with ones that are going to get you started. But over time, you need to just keep changing and shifting and adjusting them because your life and as you have progress, as you um, meet new goals, uh, your your whys and your motivating strategies need to change to keep moving you forward. Um, why you do it now is probably, you're going to be different as to why you do it down the road. Uh, any other questions or thoughts, guys? Type it into the chat or into the comments. If you have any questions about that bit of homework, remember to, if you haven't joined the Facebook group yet, request access so that you can have access to the um, uh, the giveaways and things like that. Remember that, the big giveaway uh, of the bring a friend. So think through and think: is there anybody who would benefit from this? This is a totally different approach, a really positive approach about making physicians' lives better, while also making changes to weight and eating. Um, and uh, that you know plays out over and over again in the evaluations that I get from my coaching. And so, who do you know could benefit from, you know, feeling less burnt out, feeling more connected in their lives, feeling happier and with more job satisfaction and having skills of eating healthier and losing weight and invite them in because our community gets stronger the more people we have in it all right i'm not seeing any other questions come up i'm just going to give you guys one or two more minutes and then we'll wrap up our next live session so you guys can start there also start with that dashboard that's in the workbook our next live session is on Wednesday uh, at 1 p.m. Pacific time. So that would be 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, and we're going to talk more about the how it's not so much about the food um, and start working on kind of more of that deeper stuff uh, as you get going. All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's been super fun. I'm really excited to get going with this challenge with all of you. Uh, and I hope you are too. Head on over to the Facebook group. Any questions as you go along? Um, I should mention it. So it's I'm there, but also Andrea Polina uh, is one of the coaches that I've trained. She works in my programs. So she's also there uh, helping out in the Facebook group. So post your questions, post what you're working on, post what you struggle with. That's why we're here uh, so that we can help you out. All right. We'll talk to you later, guys. Have a fantastic day. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to the first episode in the Kickstart series. Make sure you tune in on Monday for a new episode that'll be released, which will be the second part of the Kickstart series. There's seven parts in total. They're jam-packed with information that's going to help you sort out your eating and sort out your weight uh, in the most compassionate, the most positive and kind way so that it actually lasts. All right. Have a fantastic day. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you soon.